welcome to A God-Focused Life, whether you are tuning into the YouTube channel or maybe you are tuning into the podcast. I'm trying to do two things at once so that I can broaden the reach to get a message of hope to more people. So I'm going to do the video. I've got that going here, but I also have my laptop set up for recording the podcast. So it's, I'm like, okay, we're doing two things at once. So, um, I thought, you know what? We can do this real professional because I like, look, I'm just finished working out. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I want to do this on a more regular basis and I want to get a Bible study out, even if it's short and like 15 minutes or maybe sometimes it's 20 or 30 minutes. I just want to get a positive message out. I would love to think that I could get this out five days a week. When my kids were smaller, we did Bible every single day. And sometimes it was 10 minutes, 15, 20, 30. And then, you know, they would go out off on their own, whether it's to their bedrooms or to a quiet spot, just to seek the Lord on their own and pray about the lesson of the day. And that's kind of the format I want to give to you guys. And all ages are welcome. Maybe you have some kids at home that you are homeschooling or you have the kids before they go to school or when they come home, a nightly routine, and they can tune in. What I wanted to do, I looked through the curriculum this morning. We have boxes and boxes where we just moved. And I was looking for my child's Bible that I have. I have an Eager Myers. Uh, uh, it's like a children's storybook Bible that I love, love, love. And I thought, how cool would that be just to lay the foundation, whether it's for children or even for adults? Holy Spirit has no age. So when he tells us that he loves us or that he's faithful or we can trust him, it is for all ages, whether it is the teeny tiny baby uh, learning about God and love and hugs and kisses, or whether it is a middle-aged person going through a crisis and something that's really, really hard. We need to be reminded of that love, even into older ages of like, what is my purpose? And, you know, the, the elderly need to know I am loved and God sees me right where I am. So the message of the kingdom is for all ages. So I'm excited to dive in and give a message of hope, especially for such a time as this. These are troubling days. If you read the news, it could literally fill you with fear, but we want to combat that with the truth of God's word. We want to be, there were, uh, and I'm going to, uh, when I talk about this, I'm going to speak as if you don't know who these are. So I'm going to say, you may know who Joshua and Caleb are, or you may not. So, but there were two guys, Joshua and Caleb, and they were sent out on a mission by God and they were sent with other men. And these other men came back fearful and scared and brought a bad, scary report where Joshua and Caleb believed in the Lord, their God. And they're like, we can conquer and do what God says he wants us to do. So that's the faith that we want to have. We want to build our faith precept upon precept day by day as we are diving into his word. Okay. So, um, since I do not have my Eager Myers Bible, the storybook Bible, I looked in the curriculum boxes this morning and could not find it. I looked on my shelf and I found a 
book that I love, and this is actually a form of the Bible. It is called, it's called Immerse, and it's called the Reading Bible. This is the New Living Translation of the Bible. It's very simple in reading, and it reads just like a storybook. So maybe you have the New Living Translation, or maybe you want to go to the Bible app. It's a version Bible app. has all of the versions on there that you could read along. Uh, I'm not going to read big portions today. You know, we're not going to do that. I'm going to read just little highlights of it. But I do want to start with Genesis and the creation, and maybe you want to read Genesis on your own, uh, whether you pick up an Immerse Bible or whether you look in the New Living Translation, they're both kind of the same. Uh, the Immerse is just kind of broken up into different books, into different sections to kind of make the reading a little bit easier. But I think it's, you know, it's awesome to start with simplicity, and then we're going to find some really awesome nuggets. So I was reading this morning, uh, just kind of browsing through, and some really big things stood out. So this is why I want you to read your storybook Bible or your New Living Translation, or maybe you want to grab whichever version you like to read, so that God can highlight points for you. When I sit down with God's Word, I pray before I read, and I say, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me. God, I want you to help me understand something. Teach me something. Show me something that I've not seen before. Or remind me of something that I am desperately needing for such a time as this. And he was faithful to do that. So in Genesis, this is the beginning. This is the creation. And it says this. It says, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. He called the light day and the darkness night. It's interesting because in some of my other times of reading, I've read about things that happen during the day and the things that happen during the night. And when you read in the New Testament, there are a lot of sins that will happen in the nighttime. I think that's very interesting because God separated light from day. So even from the very, very beginning, he's separating light from darkness, whether it is a physical sun, physical light, and physical darkness, or whether it is our sin nature, our soul nature, our doing the right thing or the wrong thing. We can do things in the day that's pure and right and holy in the light of God, or we can do things that are sinful and dark and, um, you know, take us off path. So this is another thing that I thought was really interesting. Then God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. That stood out to me this morning when I was reading this, and I believe God gave us an imagination for a reason, and everything that he created, it should be for his glory. So I like to sit and read these scriptures, and I don't want to go off like on a tangent and get willy-nilly, you know, with an imagination and come up with truths that are contrary to God's word, but I think it's really interesting to read God's word and sit and engage my imagination and think, what? What must that be like? Because if he put a space between the waters, between the heavenly waters and the earthly waters, I think about some of the other verses in the Bible that talks about the waters at the throne of God, that there are literally, there's literally a river that flows under the throne of God. 
And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, like, is like, if there's something that separates the two and maybe you can kind of think and imagine on that as well, what is that like? Does that mean that some of the waters here, because everything is created from God. So are the waters here on earth a part of the waters that were in heaven under the throne of God. There are other verses that talk about God's voice being like mighty rushing waters. I know that when I like to hear a word from the Lord, I love to go to the ocean or to a running river. That's just that sound, that noise. And I'm just always reminded it's like the voice of God. So I just thought that was pretty awesome to sit and really think about what are the waters like? And he separated you just put a space and it's called sky in between the waters of the heavens and the waters of the earth. I thought that was interesting. Um, and he continues to go on and he says, uh, God saw that it was good. And he said, let the land sprout with vegetation. So he started, well, and he also, let me back up a little bit because I skipped a verse. Um, it says, let the waters beneath the sky flow together in one place. So dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the waters seas. And God saw that it was good. And he said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. So everything in the land, so he even created the land with vegetation that was going to reproduce and reproduce. So when there is something that's planted in the land, it is going to grow and reproduce. I think it's very interesting in the New Testament when we see Jesus, he refers to plants and seeds all the time. He talks about the seed and where it falls on dry ground, on rocky ground, on um, hard ground. And he's talking about the seed being the word of God, the Bible verses, the principles of the kingdom, and that seed falling into our hearts. And if it falls in fertile ground and being watered, and that grows. So even with, with the word of God being uh, sown into our hearts and we water it with the presence of God, with his Holy Spirit, with his teaching, and we meditate on it and we think about it, it grows and it reproduces. Because the more that we meditate on God's word, it, it just naturally reproduces. We talk about whatever it is that we are watching, looking at, listening to, we will bear the fruit of that whether it is fruit of the light or fruit of the dark, fruit of the day, fruit of the night, we will reproduce. So whatever it is that we are around, we will reproduce. So I'm going to let, uh, there's one more thing. And then I want to talk about being created in his image. Uh, a little bit later, it says, uh, then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. So we see the sun, we see the stars, we have the moon that reflects the sun. So whether we are going in broad daylight and we can see very, very clearly what our path is, everything is going great, and then give it a little while and it's going to get dark and our path becomes dark. Even in our dark seasons of life, when sickness comes, when trials come, when things, when we don't know how we're going to provide for our families, or we don't know what we're going to do. Maybe children, you don't know about the school you're going to go to, or your friends, or what if someone's not being nice to you? Uh, there's those dark times in life, and we can trust 
that Jesus is with us and he is the light. God does not give us a dark season without some light. He will always provide some stars. And sometimes those stars are covered up by clouds or covered up, you know, the moon is covered up. But even in our dark seasons of life, it feels so hard and we may not feel God with us. We may not see him, but we have to trust that he is there. I know even at nighttime, even if I'm in a place where the clouds are out covering the stars, covering the moon, and I can't even see my hand in front of my face, I know that I know the stars are still there. I know that I know the moon is still there. It hasn't gone anywhere. And that's when we walk by faith. We walk by faith. And what I like to do is make sure that during the daytime, I'm gathering and gleaning all of the light gaining principles and applying them into my life so that when the dark seasons come, I will remember. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will remind us of the principles of God. So I like to, uh, even in those dark seasons, just remember what God told me in the daylight, what God told me in the good times so that I can carry that through. Um, I want to also highlight this part and that, and then I'm going to wrap it up for today. And I want you to take these principles, go read Genesis and the creation, take them before the Lord and really pray and see what God would want to show you. Maybe he will highlight some things for you. But um, in my Immerse book, my Immerse Bible on page four in the middle way, it says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Now, this is God speaking. Who is the us? He is referring to God the Father, God the Son, and God Holy Spirit. So that shows us that even in the beginning, God the Father, Holy Spirit, and the Son were all together and they were a part of creation. So it's kind of like it's, it says that there was a darkness and God spoke. He had a plan and like the Holy Spirit was hovering over the nothingness, okay, over the blackness, over the, the void. Holy Spirit is hovering. And when God spoke and we hear, we read later on in uh, the New Testament in John, actually it's John chapter one, verse one. And it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. That is the word is literally Jesus. So God speaks forth the word and that's when creation comes. So a lot of people will talk about the big bang theory. Well, I will say this, according to scripture, when God spoke creation into being, uh, maybe there was a big bang, quote unquote, but I don't think it's the same way that a lot of scientists will say that it is. It is a holy roar of our God, the Father, who spoke creation. It all came from him. There's verses that say, from him and through him are all things. And Jesus literally his presence is still in everything, holding everything together, whether it is the uh, vast universe or the galaxies or our earth and the sun, the way that they are orbiting and spinning, or whether it is literally holding the atoms in my computer mouse. Like he is, there's literally space in between atoms and there's like this energy that's between atoms. That is the presence of God. Is that not amazing? That just blows my mind that we can't escape the presence of God. 
We can't escape it. He's all around us, but he's just waiting for us to recognize his presence. And the way that we can learn about him is digging into the word, digging into the scriptures and reading Genesis. And then as you go on, you may not know everything today. You may have never picked up the Bible ever before. And you are just now hearing me talk about creation and you don't know these other verses that I'm referring to. Well, that's the excitement because at at some point, it might be one year down the road or two years, you are going to read these other verses that come to life to you. You're like, wow. And you're able to put them together like this big puzzle. Um, Our life here on earth is like this big, massive, huge puzzle. And each and every day, we're adding more puzzle pieces to our lives. And those puzzle pieces are the truth truths of God's word. I mean, yesterday my son revealed some scriptures to me that I'm like, what? It says that in the Bible, you know? And he's telling me like a story. He's like, yeah, mom, you didn't know. And he was telling me about the, um, uh, um, a dead man being thrown into a grave where Elisha was. And just by him being thrown into those bones, uh, he came back to life, which I'm like, what? So anyway, I knew of another story of someone laying on a dead man and the dead man came to life, but this was the dead man going, like literally being thrown into a grave and that man came back to life just by being in the presence of the bones of Elisha. (laughs) It's amazing. But when you read through the Bible and you put all of these pieces together, it will just increase your faith. It will increase knowing that even in those dark times, God is still there. Even when we don't know who to turn to, what we're going to do, how we're going to get through this, reading about the miracles and the truths of the Bible will help us to go from trial to trial and they turn into victory to victory. Okay. So let's go back to let us make human beings in our image. Now let's talk about that. We have God, the father, And God the Father is the mastermind. He has the plan of all creation, of, of all of the order of events, of all of life. And even for Jesus, he had the plan of Jesus dying on the cross. And here we have Jesus who is the son of God and Jesus submits to the father and the father loves and does everything for the son. It's that relationship that they just love each other so, so much. And then you have Holy Spirit, which is, it's different than emotions. Holy Spirit is the presence of God. So um, there are scriptures in the New Testament that talk about, Paul would say that I'm not with you physically, but I'm with you in spirit. So, you know, like when you're sitting here and I'm thinking like, say of my husband and um, say that he's on this trip and we are talking with each other on the phone. He's not here with me, but I know that his heart, his, his spirit is we're one in spirit. It's kind of like God and his spirit. He's, he's so mysterious and I don't even claim to know all of the mysteries of God and all of the, um, you know, the, the truths and the principles of who Holy Spirit is. But I do know that Holy Spirit is the one that lives inside of us now in the New Testament. God the Father is in heaven. Jesus the Son is in heaven at the right hand of the Father but they are all three with us by his spirit and he is in us and he is teaching us and leading us and guiding us and directing us. 
It's so mysterious, but it's so wonderful and beautiful when we realize God is with us at every single moment when we ask him to be a part of our lives. Okay, so those are the three. Let us make human beings in our image. Now, let's think about this. Humans are created male and female, right? So when you read more about creation, God talks about creating Adam and he literally forms Adam from the dust and he breathes into him. Holy Spirit breathes into him and brings life to him and he stands up. And then God takes from Adam um, his bone and he forms a female. And so a male has all of the male parts you know, of his being and his thinking and his mind and his characteristics. And God said, it's not good for him to be alone. And then God created female to have all of her parts and her mind and her thinking and the way that she's created. And then he puts the two together to be complete. Now, all things come from God, which means God has male and female attributes and characteristics in him. Now, God is, uh, he's not a mere man. Like we are humans. God is not a human. God, you know, when we see the scriptures, we we see the, you know, it's, oh, it always refers to him as he, but I think it's very, very interesting because when it comes to wisdom and the deeper things of God, it will talk about lady wisdom and the female characteristics that come from God. I think that is beautiful because God, uh, he's created us male and female, and we both have parts to play. And the, that is the beautiful thing about marriage. Uh, so many people say that we are haters, you know, with the society and like men marrying men and women marrying women. It's not about hatred. It's about we're not getting the fullness of creation when we don't get both male and female together operating in God's image. I think that is a beautiful concept to know um, God, God sees us all, he loves us all, and he has a purpose for us all. And many times, and I would say in all times, we need the body of Christ. It's not just male and female that we need for a marriage, but when we look at the church in the New Testament, God pours out spiritual giftings and it's by literally the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. God's created us with giftings, but he also has spiritual giftings inside of us that he wants us to use to pour into the church um, so that we can teach and encourage and pastor and gather and love on the other members of the body of Christ. We need each other. And I think it's so beautiful because let me just kind of give you a little bit more of the end of the story when all of time on earth ends. It says that there is going to be this huge wedding where Jesus, where God is going to marry the church. So we are the bride of Christ, all of us together, all of our parts, all of us are incomplete without each other. But at the end of time, and we're talking about through all creation, like from the very, very beginning, even from Adam and Eve, all the way through Abraham and David and um, all of uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, onto the disciples and 
all of those people. And then even now, uh, the Christians that have walked throughout these thousands of years, we all have a part and we are all going to come together as the bride of Christ. And then we are going to be joined in unity with God for all eternity in heaven. So that is a, that is like the big, big, big reason. I mean, we get to have God here on planet earth doing life with us. We get to do life with him, but he has so much more in store for us. Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. He is preparing a place for us in heaven where we can all dwell together in unity, in love, in the attributes of the father, in attributes of the kingdom. And we're going to live forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. All we have to do is accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And we're going to get more into sin and how it crept into planet Earth and all of that. We're going to get into that. But for right now, I just want to challenge you to go and read these scriptures of creation and ask Holy Spirit to highlight certain things in, in, in your reading. Maybe there's something you've never seen before. Maybe there's something that you are going to reread and just meditate on and think about. Maybe it's meditating on the future. Maybe this is going to ignite some excitement and you're like, you know what? I got to get to the, have you ever read a book and you're like, oh, I just got to read those last couple of pages to know how it all ends. Maybe it's going to in- inspire you. You know what? I got to read a little bit more of this John here where it says Jesus was the word and the beginning was the word. Or maybe you want to read Revelation, you know, part of the things where it talks about what the kingdom of God is going to be like. Uh, Revelation 19 through 21, talk about the kingdom of heaven. That's the excitement of the word of God. It's not boring. It's not dull unless you make it boring and dull because this is God inspired. It is literally alive and active. His word should drum up excitement and a thrill and an eagerness to know him more and to understand what we can have in hope for our future. He has a plan for our future. He has hope for our future. And that starts today, even while we are on planet earth. That's exciting. So I hope that you have gotten something out of this. I hope that you like this uh, message, share it, comment, let me know what your thoughts, what are the things, the highlights that you got out of this, share it with me. I would love to hear and know uh, what God is doing in your life, what he is highlighting, because I need your gifts just as much as hopefully somebody, you know, gleans from something that I'm pouring out as well. Have an awesome day and we will talk to you later. All right. Bye guys.